1: All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. He's Bob Ryan. I'm Jeff Goodman. And we got a lot to talk about, Bob, a lot to talk about. We're going to run the gamut here. Uh, NBA playoffs, if you can call it that. Uh, I don't know if we can call it that with the play.
0: I do. I know it's the play in and it's a different category with nonsense. It's 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 the extended playoffs. You are. I know it. It's just this. Isn't it just about this? yeah More money? Well, it's about, ultimately it's about that and you know and maintaining interest i mean look i was against it but it's it's worked out to their the way they hoped yeah you know, i mean listen so it, it worked when you get lebron and steph <laughs> it's it, worked it, out in, the way they Yeah, yeah. preliminary yeah. round right like right right so you
1: can't I'm, argue I'm, with
0: that i'm not going to fight it but anyway it's still the stupid the, the, the idea that Are they going to have like a record book of play-ins? Are they going to send me out a mimeograph to all of us? We know that Tatum holds the record now, you know? Yeah, he
1: does. does. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to (laughs) Tatum's 50 in a minute, uh, which I was there for. But let's start with Steph and LeBron. And uh, last night, and listen, early on, it looked ugly. But you knew, listen, you knew LeBron wasn't going to be rusty for long. And he comes back. And uh, and wills them to, to, to victory, uh, hitting a shot where he saw three rims. Bob, do you believe my him?
0: number? All right, my number one takeaway is the game was won and lost in lost in the third quarter, in the third period when they turned it over. Immediately they put Schrader on the line for four gimme free throws. Yeah. Immediately the leads thirteen to nine, single digits, mental mental barrier you know crossed, and then they start turning it over now whether they turned it over uh, because they're just sloppy which historically they have been even right. when they were great or the lakers turned up the d more likely it's a combination of the both and certainly golden state didn't respond to the challenge if that was the case and and, and gave out gave up the easy basket and put the lakers. and then they came back after that they they the lakers actually took the lead one possession and the, and the warriors went extended it back out and had gained control of the game again. All right, that's number one. So that's my number one take. They lost in the third quarter, which historically, the way they play, they've been sloppy and at and, and, and times, and, and it cost them, period. So, again,
1: the, the part that I'm annoyed about with the planes is like, okay, you know what? It should be, if you want to do something, just do the 8-9. Just do the 8-9, and, and the winner's in, and the loser goes home. That's that's Steph shouldn't get another shot here. Like that's it. You should be home now. Like that's the
0: part that annoy the yeah. four teams in it. I don't know who came up with that one. I mean, I'm not going to paraphrase. I'm not going to channel my inner LeBron and in anything on that regarding to the nature of this thing. But I don't know who how they came up with this format. It's 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 a little precocked format as far as I'm concerned. You know, so uh, you know, <laughs> you like that, huh? So I haven't used that one in a while. But I like anyway,
1: yeah. But anyway, Yeah, you, you know, don't hear that very often.
0: No, you know. Uh, well, yeah, I'm an old guy. What are you going to do? But uh, <laughs> anyway, you're right. I agree with that. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, let the record show that LeBron was standing on the R of the word center, as in Staples Center, when he launched that shot, which is officially, by the way, on the map, if you look it up, that's called Curry Land.
1: Yeah, sure and is. And
0: he shot from Curry Land. <laughs> An, nice. a, an average
1: shooter at best in his yeah, well, career. And do, so are are you buying, well, first of all, how good of an actor is LeBron? When, when he got hit by Draymond, like how good, of, do, are you, you believing he couldn't see? You don't see,
0: think he was looking at three
1: uh, rims and he chose yeah. the middle one? I think you as you get older, that? Bob, I think as you get older, you tend to um, exaggerate a little bit. I
0: think the our powers, of our mutual powers of logic or tend uh, lead us in a direction that there was some thespianism going on. Yes. Uh, now the younger and more naive members of the audience might take LeBron at face value, but a I don't care who it is, it it's it's not it it doesn't work that way, you know, it, no. and, and that, that it just doesn't work that way. If you really couldn't see, you couldn't eat then no that uh, he's so I'm, I'm sorry. But it, fine, I don't care. Here's a know. lucky shot. It was yeah, a lucky well, shot. Shot clock's going down. He throws up a heave. It goes oh, in. Hey, it go. was right. they beat the, It was a shot clock heave that could have happened on yep. any shot clock went, wind down in the game. What happened to be at a propitious moment. And right, anybody can anybody can luckily make a shot now. And now I say this: it, I'm sure if we annotate, we'll find out that he's had more than his share of, of big baskets uh, of, at the end of clocks or near end of games in, in his time. And and you know, it isn't his thing necessarily. It, it, it is Steph's thing. Steph hit one at the end of the half. Oh, my God. Which, which was shot. a great. Uh, yeah. And the, that when was, he
1: hits it, when he hits it, you're like, yeah, yeah, he meant to do that. Like, like no. like it's he, scripted, whatever. When LeBron hits it, you're like, he created on, his like,
0: own space for, for his
1: eyes open. You know, that's what you say when LeBron uh, hits one of
0: those. But the, no, but the fact that it was the great one, the, the player, and, and not, you know, <laughs> no offense, not contagious, oh, oh, oh. oh. yeah. you know, fine now it was still, the game wasn't over. It was 58.2 seconds, a lot of basketball to be played. So the Warriors had their chances. All right, I want to get to my vent. Go ahead. One of my age-old theories is that every referee at every level of basketball, starting with youth, with youth, should have to pass a, a one-question pass-fail quiz before he or she is allowed to, to officiate that game. And that question is, why am I here? Why am I here? And and my answer to that question is that I am here to adjudicate the smooth flow of the game. I am not here to prove to you that I know every comma in the rule book and that I will apply the rule book uniformly no matter what the circumstance of the game. I will be a strict constructionist showing you how damn smart I am that I read and, re- and memorized the rule book, okay? So what am I getting at? You don't make that call on Draymond Green for a brushing little setting the pick at that moment. If you make it in the first quarter, I'm upset. If you make it in the fourth quarter, fourth period, excuse whatever, I am livid. Yeah. That's not a call you make. That's a marginal BS call.
1: Let it go. And right. you but
0: don't win. Yeah, I don't like,
1: too, when people are like, well, a call in the first quarter is a call in the fourth oh,
0: quarter. I, that's it's that's pulled. somebody right. that doesn't understand the game right. i'm serious i don't care uh, you, no, You're right. wrong.
1: in the fourth quarter it's you not gotta, true you've got to officiate differently you, you have. have
0: to officiate like, with like a base of a common exactly. sense yep. and the comment at that is i'll never i'll never forget i thought about it immediately last night in 1979 i am covering the spurs and bullets a great seven game series and in game seven in the cap center in the last minute of play of a, of a one point game or so they called that made that call on the whopper, Billy Paltz. And I remember after the game, it rings in my ear, 42 years later, he'd been around a long time at that point. He said, I've been around a long time. I know enough not to even create the impression of contact on that play. Sure. And they made that call. Well, I thought of Billy Paltz last night. I hope he was watching.
1: Yeah, brutal, brutal call. Um, now, wasn't now, the game?
0: Wasn't the game, but it affected the game. Absolutely, it wasn't the game. And the Warriors but, had the last shot, and they didn't get. They didn't get. You now, so
1: did it matter to you? Now, I mean, the Lakers get Phoenix instead of Utah. Yeah. is that a big deal to you? Or, or, That's or the you... funny
0: thing about this, I was thinking about this today. Is it, in my judgment? Uh, Haven't we discussed this already? How good are Phoenix and Utah? We really don't know. know. They had nice regular seasons. Great. And I, and I applaud it. And I'm a defender of the regular season. Having once covered a team that won 68 games and did not win the championship due to an injury, but you don't tell me the memories they provided for those of us who watched them play weren't uh, They're still here 48 years later. Okay. 47. All right. So, they had great seasons, and they deserve to be commended for their seasons. But this is a new ball game. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know. How. So, no, the answer to your question is, that's the funny part about this. Assuming Golden State wins against Memphis. Not a, not a given, but, nope. assume, but whoever. But if it's Memphis, fine. Right, but Golden State, we're talking about them specifically because they lost this game last night. If they beat Memphis and they're going to play Utah, does that make any damn difference to whether they had won last night and playing Phoenix? Ultimately, no. No, I, I think maybe no, I'd rather. No, I might no. rather play Utah.
1: No. I mean, I mean if you are you feel bad, though, like Chris Paul, who, 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 you know, hasn't won a title and gets criticized for, for either being hurt in the postseason or not getting it done, he gets his boy LeProd now in, in the first round after their season. And it'll be a – listen, they're both going to be – Great first round matchups. If Golden State gets past Memphis and plays Utah, now like those are wars. Now those
0: are the Western Conference has some great matchups. Oh, how about start? Oh, of course, four or five. There's a lot at stake in four right. five. Both those I mean, teams got got things going on. That, you know, that, that, I can't believe the
1: Clippers have been this average, mediocre all year. But but what I will say to that is, does Kawhi, in his mind, just pace himself? Now, is he that type of guy that just kind of works up to the postseason at this point?
0: Well, after seeing see, what happened a couple of years you know, ago, he's got two two of them to show for it. And and you know, I, I wouldn't put it past him. He's ca- he's smart. He's calculating. You, you know, his, his intelligence is a major part of his whole stick. Remember, he's six six. He's not he's not Durant. He's not Anthony Davis. He's not LeBron. He's a different physical B. And in order to accomplish what he accomplishes, you know, he's got to have a full mental and physical package. And he's very smart in, in, in this game. So now, very possibly, but they, if it, 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 he and George should have a lot at stake and that whole franchise has a lot at stake, you know, and, and, and so does Dallas, uh, you know, with, with this two young Turks and, and, and you know, um, there's expectations expectation. So you're right, there's a lot of, oh, over the map. It'll be fun. The West is going to be awesome. Yeah, and the three, six, three six. Come on, you know the, who knows who's going to win three Denver and Portland. Right. I'd pay to see that. All of them, all I, four I, I, of them. I'd love to cover. I mean, I look at it from the standpoint of you know, if I were going to do seven game series as a writer, man, there's a lot of series I'd be very happy to cover. Which one would you pick? How about that? If you had to pick a series in the West
1: that you got to cover for seven games potentially, which one are you picking?
0: Well, my yoke gets suck up.
1: Yes, you are. Yes, you are.
0: I'm afraid it would that would be that. (laughs) I'm a Jokic guy, and you haven't seen him in person ever. Never. I'm strictly a TV guy and a convert. Because when I first heard about him, you know. But anyway, I'm a convert. And you You know who told me about him? The first person
1: to tell me about him that raved about him was Easy Ed Pinkney. He was an assistant. Yeah, he was. He was an assistant in in Denver Uh um, at the time. And he said to me, we were talking before a game. It was on the road somewhere. I can't even remember what arena we were in. And he said to me, you got to watch this kid. It was his rookie year. Yeah. And Eddie obviously is working with the bigs every day. He said, this kid's going to be a stud. And I'm like, him? Really? And uh, (laughs) boy, was he right. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, What is your confidence level with with the Lakers now coming out of that game, watching LeBron physically? AD's gotten a chance to certainly shake off some rust um, against Phoenix and going forward. Are they still your clear favorites or no?
0: Well, I I, I never had a clear favorite uh, necessarily, but I think I still have to – uh, I hate betting against LeBron and, and, and assuming that his eyes are fine and, he's, you know, he's going to get better and better. The eyes
1: are fine. Trust me, Bob. The yeah. eyes
0: are fine. He's going to get better and better. Uh, you know, last year they had the next factor it was Rondo. Yeah. Uh, last night, you know, is, is Caruso going to play that role? He, they don't win without him last night. Yeah. And they don't win without him. And and he remains the most, improbably, the most improbable useful player in the league <laughs> on a physical basis, right? And and yet he's useful, and he they don't win without him. But uh, they they're going to have to have rotating third man up, you know, kind of thing. Whether it's going to be Pope or God knows, Kuzma is possible, and you never know, you know, anything that's possible. Okay, let me ask you this: I going to say, answer is uh, if I had if you had put the proverbial luger, yeah, only because of LeBron and who he is, I'd say, all right, I'll go with them. But but I'm not. I'm I'm just curious here. What do we expect from Drummond? And do they have a? Have they figured out exactly what they have in Drummond? No,
1: no, I don't think they figured it out yet because they haven't played together long enough. Yeah, right. You know, know, Andre Drummond is, you know, he'll rebound. um, He'll fight in there. He'll score a couple buckets. He's not a guy you can run anything through. Um, He's, you know, he's big, he's strong. You don't know what you're going to get from him every night on the offensive end, but I think he... Listen, he helps him because he's a veteran who's better than anything they had.
0: Yeah. Well, Gasol's you know. off the mat. He doesn't even play anymore. Right. right. Gasol's a nightly DNP. Yep. Yep. Now, I have a question. What's with Harold? Was he hurt? And I didn't know it? he was hurt, right? Yeah, like, he was He's hurting. become a DNP, very yeah, practically. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I, you I'm, know, I'm
0: almost, well,
1: he, he's an energy big, but ultimately, he can't really score. You know, can't really score and, and – People wanted to compare him to, like, Bam out of bio, you know, because, again, they're both energy bigs, but, you know, Bam's just so good defensively.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, Coach Schrader, who missed the end of the season, yep. you got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he will play better. I like best. him.
1: I, I think he will. And I think he's fearless and tough, and he's yeah. what they need. He can be their Rondo.
0: Well, that's it. He's got that's the role he's been asked. He's gonna he's been slotted into, um, no question. And he he's you know he could he could hit you with twenty any given night. He hit you with twenty five, you know. So we'll see. Um, That number just jumped out at halftime. They were four for twenty eight. LeBron, Davis, and Schrader were four for twenty eight, and they were only down thirteen. And then only because Steph hit you know a a monster shot at the buzzer. And anyway, uh, it that got there's so much more good basketball ahead of them. I think, you know, they, they kind of dodged the bullet in that sense to pull it out last night. And, and yet the same thing I say, we said about, it didn't ultimately matter. They don't give a damn who they play, you know, damn no, 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 not, not like
1: the, the teams in the East that they that, don't give a damn that advanced, they're, they're going to
0: do what they do. And then they think it's going to be an help and assume it's going to be enough. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Okay. So right. I, right. I, we'll right.
1: flip it to the Eastern conference play in and, and I went, I took my wife, I don't um, to uh, the Wizards-Celtics game. And, you know, it's funny. I was going to go it, media. I was going to go because you don't have to pay. Why yeah. pay? But it was such a nice night out. Uh, and tickets weren't much at all. I mean, they were – it almost is that indicative, I wonder, of, of the uh, lack of, of interest in this Celtics team right now.
0: It, it could very really well be, you know, because it's such a profound – cynicism about this group they right. they they've you know squandered any goodwill that they had coming out of last year or even the last couple of years this year they really pissed people off frankly
1: and yeah you know, I, I, and again then you you take Jalen brown out of the equation yeah. and people don't I think mean, they're uh, going I
0: still, all right so they won the game tatum got 50 number yep. had 29 uh, the rest of them had 38 i think it was um, uh fine And I and I'm you know it was the quietest
1: fifty I've seen maybe in my life, Bob. It was just such a quiet, you know, because that's how kind of Tatum operates, right? He's smooth. He doesn't talk trash. He's not yelling and screaming after every bucket he makes. He started slow.
0: I mean, he really did. Right. He had seventeen point third quarter. That that started. what I liked about it was the nature of it was the fact that they included 17 free throws, which he, because he made them all. But it 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 was a balanced offensive Agreed. concept. Agreed. He had he did a little bit of everything. It showcased his full repertoire. He hit some threes. He hit some difficult. It's a beautiful uh, mid range post up. You know, turnaround. Uh, and he went to the hoop, which he you know has always been able to do beautifully. But he balances everything out to get those 50, and, and uh, I like that. That's the way he can play, and I want him to play. And people always ask him to play. Not fall in love with one thing or the other, but, you know, balance it out. And it it, 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 it seemed very casual and comfortable, and it wasn't piggy. I've seen piggy, you know, everything's twenty. No, he years. wasn't
1: shot hunting. Like, it wasn't like yeah. he, was, he was forcing it. And uh, I, I actually came away saying, like, I don't even think it was, like, his A game. I honestly, I, I really don't think it was his a game and he had 50 points.
0: <laughs> so I don't know what they were. I, I, you know, fine. They won. I'm glad they won. And, and I think that told us uh, really, if you were total dead neutral you and I said the following, was this game more about the Celtics or the wizards?
1: Yeah. The wizards just don't. Wizards were,
0: this just right. a team, came, you know, barreling down the stretch, 17 and six, they, they were dead in the water. They got in Westbrook's, magnificent every night field yes. though wasn't himself Beale, we know no, he couldn't
1: move, move. you could see at times he's grabbing his hamstring yeah. He so wasn't there the you same. Go.
0: and westbrook would have needed a superhuman effort to pull him through you know
1: what it was too you know what i thought a big key was i don't know how many i can look back as we're talking but um Rui hachimura picked up four or five fouls as quick as i've seen a player pick up mm-hmm. uh he played let's see he played 16 minutes and picked up five fouls, but I'm yeah, telling that. you, he had three Four fouls thousand. in five minutes. Not good. Yeah. Not good. And they don't have anybody else. Then they had to put Beal on Tatum. Yeah. And, and Beal isn't healthy. And he's given up five or you know five oh, inches, six five, inches, six inches. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, Tatum, that's when Tatum started to get going is Beal couldn't, you know, on switches, couldn't get out um, on Tatum and, Tatum had, had far more space to operate with in, in the third quarter. So I, I still, listen, I'm still watching Bradley Beal saying to myself, man.
0: <laughs> I know you
1: are. Put him with Kemba, third quarter Kemba, mm-hmm. and put him with this Jason Tatum. I just felt like early, and you're watching Beal, and he just makes the right read way more than Jalen Brown does. That that I ultimately just keeps coming down to the fit, the fit. All and right. I keep saying to myself, When I watch Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play, it looks like they were thrown in the playground together for the first time. A lot of times, it looks like they've never played ball together. Where I think Beal and and Tatum, they obviously have because they hang out all the time.
0: Not to mention they got the, they got the the friendship thing. They got the connection, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm sorry. Yeah. No question. People. That's a big part of it. All right. So. What
1: what chances do you give the uh, Jalen Brown less Boston Celtics against the Big Three, uh, KD, Kyrie, and and James Harden? And how my much goal, is this gonna How much is it gonna piss you off to watch Kyrie um, run rough shot on on the Celtics?
0: My goal is win one game, and salvage some dignity, and I think that the 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 the, the bet is that they'll sweep. Uh, the Celtics get a game, fine. You know, I'll be happy. Anything over that is. Total house money, and 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 I'm a you know I know people hate that phrase, but I love it. And I, they're playing to me the whole thing's house money now. So yeah, um, win a game, be great. But I don't, fifty fifty, they can win a game at best. I think that's about it. They're, they they were that that team crushed them during the regular season, and I I don't see any evidence that, that it's going to change nothing dramatically in, in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm with you there, and and, and you know to me again, it's about if Tatum can be a star in this series. Yeah, right. yeah, know, I mean, and yeah, what I mean. else are you going to see? What else, you know, for me, it's, it's honestly more about the Brooklyn team and how they're going to look and how they're going to use this series yeah. to honestly get prepared for the next one.
0: Yeah, no kidding. They, they, they're still working progress in terms of this unity thing. There's no question about it. Everyone knows it. They're, 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 this is their opportunity. So and, and they're probably – they're very fortunate that, you know, the Celtics at, at full strength would have – they were better then. But now Celtics without Brown with – Robert Williams is, Rob Williams. Who knows? He's hurt. always hurt. He hurt all the time. I mean, the other night wasn't his fault. He had the classic. He came down on – he came down on, on uh, Tim's foot. Is that what had, it was? I, I couldn't tell in person. He had the classic. I saw the replay. He came right down. This is like any – you, me, anybody playing pickup basketball, this is an injury that can – is always waiting to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Yeah.
1: It's just well, one been, thing after the other with yeah, Robert
0: Williams. Yeah, you know, hip and this and, this yeah. and uh, you know <laughs> everything.
1: And, and how reliable is he going to be, which is why I still say, I know Celtics fans love him. He's got all the talent in the world, all the upside in the world, but you know what? Upside doesn't win the games. So <laughs> unless you're on the court, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm absolutely dangling Robert Williams in the offseason and seeing what I can get for him in a package. With again, to me, <laughs> I would I would do Jalen Brown and Robert Williams for Bradley Beal. That's me. That's me. I know people think I'm nuts, and, and I wouldn't start there. I'd start with just straight up yeah. and throwing a first round pick. But if I had to do it, if I had, if it was the only thing I could do to get Bradley Beal, I would do that trade. I would. All
0: right, we've established that. We have
1: established <laughs> that. We have established that. Uh, um,
0: what about? Uh- what about Philly? And, 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 you know, I, my theory on them is,
1: I mean, is, Philly's going to gonna cakewalk cakewalking. I mean, listen, whether they play Washington with, with a, with a banged up Bradley Beal, or they're going to play Indiana and we don't know if they're going to have Karis Levert. I yeah. mean, they're going to have the easiest series of anybody in the NBA.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a matter of down the road. Uh, Philly, it seems to me that there was a good marriage of a group of guys Who needed another boss? They needed another another voice and a coach who needed another set of ears, and they found each other. (laughs) Hundred percent. Listen,
1: I love Brett Brown. I love him, but like he was brought in to lose games. He was brought. (laughs) He made it. He made it much longer than anybody thought he would make it. And I think ultimately he was put in in an impossible situation because when you're when you're brought in to lose games, like he was by Sam Hinkie. And, and, and Embiid's there from the beginning, and and again, I always said part of the problem was Ben Simmons wasn't happy necessarily with the kid gloves treatment of Joel Embiid. That's what I was told by sources. Is mm-hmm. Embiid could call his shots when he wanted to practice, when he couldn't, he was the franchise, and he was coming off two years of being hurt. Yeah, so they had to they had to kind of play him that way. But you know, I, I just think it was one of those things where they just needed a change of scenery as much as anything. They need a new voice and nobody better again at establishing relationships and connecting people than one Glenn Doc Rivers.
0: Yeah, no, Of course, I'm really, you know, happy for him always. And then, uh, but it, it worked out really, really well. It has worked out well so far. So, um so anyway, you're right. They're going to breeze through the first round, whatever it is. And, and then, and then, and then the fun will start. The fun will start another series. I'm, very curious about is the three six yeah. and and, and yeah. uh, because you know miami are playing well
1: yeah yeah who knows and, and that one
0: well. and and you know they have confidence against right. this particular foe all right it's a different team The holiday is there is not bled so and i'll understand that but that, nonetheless i i think that miami will be, enter this thing with a feeling very good about its chances
1: so all right let's move on to uh you went to something in person I went to the Hall of
0: Fame weekend uh, with my daughter and we had a very, very nice time. And did you stay uh, both nights? Were you there Friday? Both nights was there Friday night for the uh, uh, Kurt Gowdy award presentation and, and the Manny Jackson uh, spirit, human spirit award. And they, they've added two new media awards this year. And I can't forget one that has to do with the word insight and that was given to Jim gray. And, and, uh, of the media awards. The Kurt Gowdy, to print was Michael Wilbon, for I mean, people, you know, only know him now for television. Yeah. But it was <laughs> he worked for the Washington Post for thirty years, yeah. covered a ton of basketball, and uh, and Mike Green, and uh, you know, who, how can you not like Mike Green? Uh, so that was the uh, Kurt Gowdy uh, broadcast winner, and then they they have an award that's been instituted for about four or five years ago uh, by Manny Jackson, who was the former owner of the Gold Trotters. and Manny who had an amazing life history, by the way, uh, His including once living in a boxcar. Talk wow. about upward mobility. Well, Manny Jackson, no, literally, he has an autobiography telling you about living in a boxcar. Uh, but he put his name on an award called the Manny Jackson Human Spirit Award. And it was shared by three people, three NBA uh, uh, titans, if you will, or two NBA titans and one collegiate titan. Uh, Wayne Embry, the great Wayne Embry, Bill Russell, you may have heard of him. Wow. And George Raveling, who seems to show up everywhere yes. and uh George George Raveling so that was that night it was a very nice night got to smooth with a lot of people. yeah, so just,
1: explain to people what the night is like again i I saw some of the and, and I went years ago, I was gonna go this year, invited my dad and he wasn't comfortable going and uh-huh. then was thinking of bringing my daughter who really wanted to go, but I thought she'd be bored
0: well, so I, I, you know you I think you, it, I, it, you have a dinner. Yep. And then we, we uh, and then a couple of speeches there. And then we relocate over to the ceremony. And, and the ceremony is, it was in the arena, the Mohegan Sun Arena, the home of the Connecticut Sun. Right. And, uh, um, you know, there's a podium and stage and you, you have nine, you had nine people, uh, but there's no, there's no presenting speech. So, you know, it's not one of those deals where you have the introduction and then, so it's, you know, it's really 18 speeches and you're there until three in the morning. No, first of all, it's televised. And so there's two-and-a-half-hour window. And, they did, and and I think they even needed to stretch in the end. So that was, that was good. So you have nine people. The presenters are just ornament. They're symbolic. Uh, everyone has to be presented, uh, accompanied by a Hall of Famer. So one Hall of Famer served double duty. Michael Jordan was not only the presenter for Kobe, but was the presenter for Barbara Stevens, the wow. head coach of ben, the former head coach, she just retired, uh, retired at Bentley University, thousand game winner and and, and uh, one national champion in 2014. Uh, uh, so we were real proud of her in Greater Boston. I don't know what the connection was, but that Michael was was a presenter. Uh, the three, right,
1: so, so the big, the big, the big guns.
0: Yeah, the big guns. The three so hall KG's of So
1: KG's for me. Can I tell you what I thought? I, I was really, really surprised by Kevin Garnett's speech. It was very tame. He yep. thanked everybody. I wanted to hear more stories, but I think KG just kind of got up there and was almost like, like, I don't know, surprised. Like, I think it hit him. It just you could see it hit him. The magnitude of, oh my god! Like, I was a high school kid coming out of Chicago, and now I'm a hall of, I'm here in front of, looking at in front and seeing Michael Jordan and all these guys, Magic in the front row. Uh, he was very, very,
0: very tame. Not only Chicago, South Carolina. Right. You know, he's really a South Carolina That's guy. Right. Okay. Here's what I loved about what he did. The first words out of his mouth. No A and the nothing. First word. Start so, no. Bill Willoughby.
1: <laughs> yes. Moses.
0: Daryl Dawkins. Yeah, yeah. Moses Malone. Yeah. And Spencer Haywood. Yeah. And thank them for setting the table for his ability, yeah. his willingness and his awareness to come out after 20 years when nobody had done it. Yep. That's true, he got the right, you know, the three guys that did it that were back in the 70s that came out of high school and went right to the NBA. People forget about Bill Poodles Willoughby, but you know he was one of them, who, by the way, I have to t- make one of the great blocks in the history of basketball. We'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, KG paid immediate reverence, reverential homage to those guys. Got He won me over with that right away. And you're right, he was he was very, very tame. He was very, very heartfelt, it he was very good. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim Duncan. Well, Tim Duncan. First of all, when since we last saw him, at least I didn't see him as when he was coaching with the Spurs. So since, since maybe since the last time many of you saw him as a player, and after the 20 years of looking at him with his close cropped head, he's got the dreads going. <laughs> yeah, he's going, he's yeah, gone yeah. back to the island roots. Yeah. And The only person who a did not wear a tie, but did the open look Ted Williams uh, uh, look, and b the only person who didn't speech uh, work work a speech from a prompter but who winged it, he did. He winged it, and it was and it was. I love that. I I gotta tell you that takes. Listen, I'm. I admire it. And, Jim and Duncan he, of all people! You didn't know what he was going to do. You know he didn't really want to be there. Seriously, even oh, that, down he to never the, liked uh, the media. He never even, liked dealing with the media. Even down to the minute that he walked up up the stairs, yeah. he was sitting there and he had his family, and little girl was playing. And and and, and, and you know, when I announced to him, he go, and "Look, I went, went, went like, all right, I guess I got to do this." That's the look he had. Yeah, oh, oh, he got up oh. there and he was terrific. But he's gone back to the island. He's got the dreads and the guy. He looked so cash. Yeah, you no, know, but he, his speech was fine, naturally, of course, we all know the background hurricane Hugo he there, but you know we saw some great clips of video clips of, of him as a swimmer, the really? 12 13 year old yeah, so you know that. so it was fine. Um, but how, how
1: much was Kobe missed? because oh. i, I I'll, I'm not lying. I'm not gonna lie to you like I think if Kobe had been there, I would have went. I, I do. I think part of it for me was seeing Kobe's like I didn't think Duncan would be all that entertaining.
0: I think it's been muted if this had taken place in June yeah. or May of 2020, yeah. three months, four months after the fact, after this, when we're still in shock, yeah. we're still in disbelief. And I mean, we I mean, everybody who follows basketball, not to mention the people who are in that room and, and you know, that yeah. that those specifically that, that, you know, that had a relationship and, and for whom, you know, he, he met so much. Would have been heavier. It would have been different. Would have been a tougher night for all concerned. Would have been certainly a, a problem in a sense, unfair problem for Garnett and, and, and uh, Duncan specifically, you know. But it, it's a year removed. It's you know it, it, it. I think it made a difference in the in the atmosphere and yeah. the, in no. the it wasn't as heavy as it would have been. Okay, Rudy T steals the show. Yes. He? Who knew? He did. Rudy T? He's, In what was, you know, a conventional, you know, what what are you going to do? It's like the Oscars. You you thank everybody you ever met, you know, although nobody, the world record for thanks was Alan Iris. He thanked, he thanked a a, a trillion people. All right. That was so funny. Okay. Um, He gave his tradition. It was a traditional speech and humble and fine and everything. And then as he's rounding third and heading for home, the the mixed metaphors, the mixed sports here, and Robert Orry belongs in this hall of fame. And Robert Ory should be here. And Robert Ory should be standing. And, and he's doing it. And this is what Ted Williams did in 66 for the Negro League players, you know. <clears throat> but, yeah, who, could, who saw that coming? Rudy T went to bat for Robert Ory. And, and it was like a moment of, whoa, whoa. Everybody's going, Where did that come from? You know? Yeah. Go ahead,
1: go ahead. So that was cool. All right. So so my question to you, Robert Ory,
0: does he belong? That is – if I were A lot Brody, of rings, but, Bob. Seven, seven. There's another. Uh, I, I honestly mean, he, don't. Think, I I I, I and, and and it wasn't as if he was an insignificant contributor. We know. Right. We know at least one t- phenomenally important yeah, shot. Yeah. Probably with at least two or three, right? But we know the one. You know, and yeah, you know, without those him making some of those baskets, they don't win. Plus, the too. But I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player.
1: I don't either. I don't either, Bob. I'm, I'm like, with you. You know what's
0: funny? What's funny is this: the it was presented. Spe- uh, I don't know how many years ago. When my, the person that that was a, the 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 trivia question, the question was this: whose career would you rather have, Robert Ory or Charles Barkley? Oof,
1: boy.
0: And, oh. and you know, then now this question was posed eight ten years ago. You know. And and and, you know we see where you're going with this, right? And you know, to me, I still would rather be Barkley. But you would? Oh yeah, I'd rather be Ori, really. I'd rather be
1: Barkley. I know how good. I don't know, like, listen, all the attention and all that—that's great for bar Like, but if you look at it from the core of, I guess, what you you want to say, you should say Robert Ori. Now, again, if you're going through both careers, you're saying I'm the guy, right? I'm Barkley. I'm the guy, and everything like that. But man. Yeah,
0: winning. But, I, but honestly, the, winning should be the most important thing. What went through? Yeah, but he wasn't. It was very important. And we I used to say they don't win without him, but he wasn't the reason they won. Nope, no, nope. wasn't the reason. Like, there's never a the reason. So, but he wasn't as important as the guy. And it wasn't them. like
1: Barkley was on bad teams.
0: He wasn't well, on. He had one great teams. shot. He only had one great shot, and that was that was ninety three. And and you know, and that six game series, including a triple overtime, yeah. and, and Phoenix, they had a shot. They had a shot, you know, and they, they didn't get it done. And that's when Michael was out to prove, you know, there were every time they set somebody up, Michael yep. was going out through him. You know, it was a quiet Drexler. It was not it uh, was. It was someone else. Oh, oh Marley. At one point, Marley was They got Two of them on the, on the Suns team, Marley and Barkley. Yeah. By the way, in reference to the Robert Ory thing, who's sitting out there 50 feet or, or less in front of Rudy when he's doing this? Charles Barkley. And that's the first thing I went through uh, my mind is that Rudy's up here is advocating and stopping for Ori. And the guy that was the part B of the, of the, of the what if question is sitting there, but uh, it, all in all, um, I enjoyed the, the, the time Of course, it's great to get to see people naturally. And, you know, and, and, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go next
1: year, next year, I'm yeah. going to go, I'll take my dad. I, you know, part of it too, with if I'm taking my daughter, uh, that means I can't go play blackjack probably at night. Oh. <laughs> I hope they keep it in Mohegan Sun.
0: Now they're going back to Springfield. They are. It's it's September 10th and 11th. The next one up, they have the quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah. This was class of 2020. Now we
1: have class of 21. Growing your business takes more than offering a popular product or service. It's essential to have the right people in place to ensure your company operates smoothly and has the potential to expand. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the best candidates for free. Get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. Fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivation you need. Then use simple tools to filter and prioritize the top candidates you'd like to interview. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. And your first job post is free. So just visit LinkedIn.com slash good. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash good to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
0: All right, quickly. The uh, the new inductees, the new uh enshrinees. Yep. Chris Weber. Yeah. I mean
1: again, like I just don't think of like, but but it's different now. It's different. It's not what it used to be. So does Chris Weber deserve it? Based on some of the guys that, that have gotten in over the last few years, maybe I wouldn't put Chris Weber
0: in the Hall of Fame. Well, you know, I wouldn't. It's one of my least favorite players. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bosch. Better than No. Better than I thought. No. Than I thought, for me. I thought though. Huh? His career, 19 points. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't think, think Chris Bosch is a Hall of Famer. Okay, that's fine. And that's the way the voting goes. No. People, the panel, all right, Chris Bosch. Right. Paul Pierce is no brainer. Yeah. No, a four- although, although I still
1: say Paul Pierce. Without Kevin Garnett, I'm not sure he's like like a ho- I don't know. I mean, again, his
0: trajectory. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't
1: win with him. Like Paul no, Pierce probably. was a losing player until Kevin Garnett came along. Well, and
0: and, and now it was uh, Garnett and Allen. I
1: mean, the
0: three of them. It was the totally ones, yes, yes. Yeah, who's the fourth one? I
1: forget. i uh, uh, Player was. Uh, was the fourth player. Jay Wright made it for college. Yep. Yeah. Oh,
0: no. I know. A Ryan Goodman podcast guest, uh, of course.
1: Yep. Yeah. I was happy to. I mean, yep. I, and I tweeted it 10 years ago. Think about that. Jay Wright 10 years ago, people were talking about losing his job. Yeah. And um, uh, what else we got here? The fourth uh, player.
0: Come on. It drives me crazy. We're going to have to look it up. I got it.
1: Ben Wallace.
0: Ben oh. Wallace. Now, there's an interesting one. Really interesting. Four time defensive player of the year. I never would have thought about him. And whenever. It was presented to me, uh, and I said, oh, really? Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, compared to this year's class, it's rather under underwhelming. You think? You think? <laughs> oh, wow. You know, that, and no offense, but come on. It's just – we had – this was the most decorated class ever. I, I mean, I gave you the numbers last time. At 25 uh, – all, 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 26 first-team All-NBAs, you know. I mean, come on. come on, It's ridiculous. Um, but this, this next class is – you know, ooh. Yeah. It's not ooh, but you know what I'm saying. We're happy yeah, for Jay, though. We're happy for Jay Wright.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, you wanted to you wanted to close before we did this. Oh, I yeah, I want to hear.
0: I want to know. All right, Dino Gaudio, right, give me your, hey, I want your your Cliff Notes version, but I don't understand the violations. Not that I care, but what's this violation about grad assistance? I don't, Let, I don't Let's know.
1: first, let's set up with what happened. All right, go ahead. You You lay it out. To we'll okay. have no idea what happened. You lay it Basically, out. Basically, uh, Chris Mack hired Dino Gatti about three years ago when he took over at Louisville. They've been friends forever, okay? Dino Gaudio was uh, assistant under Skip Prosser. When Skip died, he took over as the head coach at Wake, three years, went to the tournament two of the three years, and then was fired, okay? Mm-hmm. So Dino's a little flammable, okay? He's a, right, not nice. the easiest guy to get along with when I've talked to people that have worked with him, okay? He's strong opinions, whatever. Um, Chris Mack fires – um, Dino Gaudio and Luke Murray, Bill Murray's son, about mm-hmm. two months ago, and it kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. But Louisville didn't make the tournament this year. Um, the staff was not very cohesive. I will say that, according to my sources, <laughs> they don't they didn't get along great together. Mm-hmm. So something needed to be done. So he fires Dino Gaudio. Dino Gaudio goes ballistic, goes absolutely nuts, and basically says. Unless you pay me for the next 18 months, I'm going to go to the media and tell him about all the illegal violations you've done. Now, Chris Mack was smart enough to record it. Ah. He recorded Ah. it. Smart move. Ah. And here's why. Smart move because um, Dino Gaudio wasn't going to move forward with anything after that because he knew it was all uh, on tape. So, so he had to basically say, I didn't mean it, right? I didn't mean any of that, right? It, it was heat of the moment. I didn't mean it. Now, if if Chris Mack didn't have it on on audio, Dino Gaudio might've continued to try to extort, which was the word yeah, that, well, that was used. Yeah, that's the word I would've used. Right. So anyway, so Chris Mack, um, Dino Gaudio, the the violations- What are the alleged violations? They're level three violations. So, so one of them was like, a grad assistant practicing with the team. Well, I guess if you're a grad assistant, you have to, certain grad assistants can practice certain ones can't. I don't know the rules. It's the dumbest thing ever.
0: What what, what is it? Who would even put a rule like that in?
1: It's the NCAA. What's the point? No point. No point. It's a a level three violation that that is irrelevant. Who cares? Right.
0: Yeah. Right. The other
1: one is when kids come on campus, um, you know, everybody makes like a recruiting video for the kids when they visit or I guess even maybe over Zoom you do it now over the last year. I don't know when this happened, but it might have been a couple of years ago when they were coming on campus. You can't personalize the videos like you can't put Ryan. If you're coming to campus, they can't put like Ryan on the back of a jersey. It's got to be. So that's the other, the other what a horrible, two thing. Of the dumbest things ever, What a right? horrible thing. Oh my God. I'm, I'm
0: so I'm
1: the worst part is like a lot of media people are like killing this. And, and again, it's an embarrassment for Louisville. It should have never gotten to this point because ultimately the FBI got involved. And if I'm Louisville, I'm saying like, no, we don't want the FBI involved. Like we're dropping this. And if I'm Dino Gaudio, I'm saying like, I want this dropped too. So both sides should have agreed. But I guess once it gets to a certain point with the hey, feds, they're okay. already involved. But like, why would the FBI even? It was a disgruntled employee. Yeah. who was pissed off and said some things that he might have meant. But once he was on tape, he, in his mind, he didn't mean him anymore.
0: But meanwhile, you 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 have set yourself, uh, you presented yourself to the world at large and the world that you're trying to work in as a, as a distrustful person, as a, as a, un, un, you know, as a bad guy. I mean, who wants to hire somebody that's going to turn around and do that? He's done I anyway. He, for, was, for he was going to retire.
1: He was going to retire from what I was told after the next year. So he wanted to get paid and then be able to retire at 65 yeah, and, and yeah, probably but, be but done. You, this
0: is, this is burning that bridge. I mean, I, uh, to me, he's done. Yeah, he's done. And he was out
1: when he got fired. At Wake, he, he, he did ESPN, a lot of ESPN stuff for about 10 years. And Chris that. Mack, being really close with him, hired him on. And I remember telling Mack, I was like, why are you – like, he's not going to get you players. He's 60, you know, 60 years old. He's been out for a while. He's not going to get you players. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, that thing went – Okay, and all right, all right, good. I wanted, that,
0: wanted to air that out. That
1: was <laughs> – Interesting. I mean, certainly interesting. And, again, Louisville – People are, you know, they're, they're, they're the butt of anybody's joke because they've had two extortions here oh. in, in, in 10 years or so, whatever it's been when uh, Patino got extorted by uh by the woman. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's not pretty. All right, well, listen, um, <laughs> appreciate everybody joining us as usual. Ryan and Goodman Podcast will be back next week. And uh, the real playoffs, NBA playoffs, will be underway next week, Bob. So we'll have a lot more to talk Very about. Good. Uh, and we'll see how these, uh, uh, these series is, again, Western Conference. I actually think most of the conferences, uh, most of the series is even the Eastern Conference are going to be intriguing. So uh, can't wait to get going here once we get through the playing round and get to the real deal.